Chapter 11, Facet 7, Leading Community, Honour Your Calling. To me, this is where you really get what it means to leave a legacy well beyond work. Many leaders I meet convince themselves that they're too busy to do community work right now, but when it slows down a bit or when they retire, they're looking forward to the opportunity to contribute. This sort of response always saddens me for a number of reasons. One, you don't get to make the incredible contribution to the world you could make with your skills right now. Our world needs you. Two, you probably believe things will slow down, stabilise and get easier. My firm belief and experience is that this is an absolute fallacy. It never stops or slows down. And three, you deny yourself the joy, the elation, the sense of community that comes from nurturing your generosity of spirit. The answer, rather than continually put it off till sometime in your imaginable future, do it now. That's why part of our passion at the Human Enterprise is to have every leader we touch give back to their community in some way. But where do you start? Leading in your community can take many forms. There are many communities you can be involved with, But before we look at a specific strategy on how to get you involved, let me give you a few hints that will make your contribution much more engaging and effective. Donations alone are not enough for Leaders for Life. Sure, it's a great start. Charities want and need your dough. But checkbook charity is never enough. It's only the starting point for leaders. In many ways, simply writing out a check is a form of releasing the discomfort you may feel for not getting more directly involved. Don't get me wrong, it's a great start. But if this is all you do, and you do it begrudgingly, as I see some leaders do, then it will never leave you with the deep feelings of joy you can get from giving off your time, your energy, your passion, and yourself. Too many charities spoil the broth. If you're like me, you'll have people writing to you or phoning you two or three times a week and asking for a donation. Here's the dilemma. Mostly, they're very worthy causes. So how do you choose? Whom do you give to? Even if just giving money is not enough, you still have to choose when to do it. To make the most of your donations, I suggest you choose one or two charities to give to at any one time. And by time, I'm talking about a minimum of one to three years. That way, when they phone you at home, you can graciously say, thank you for the opportunity. I really think it's great what you're doing. Yet we currently support our charity of choice, Starlight Children's Foundation or whatever your focus is at that time. I found that this, one, makes me feel less guilty for saying no, two, often has the caller saying, oh, that's great, thanks for that, and I assume it doesn't make them feel as rejected or put off by bad vibes. Three, helps you really get to know about what specific charities do, who the people are that are running it, and what the goals are. And of course, it makes it easier to get more involved in their fundraising activities. And important for all leaders, you get to know where the money goes. How is your donation put to good use? In fact, it's always a great question to ask what percentage of the actual revenue or money raised go to the cause compared to the day-to-day overheads and expenses. This is difficult to find out if you spread yourself too thinly. So how do you choose how to be involved? I genuinely believe this is easy. Here are four questions to help you narrow your focus on how to get involved. I'll give you some examples of how I've applied these four questions over the years to various charities that may trigger some possibilities for you. 
Key questions to ask. 1. The cause, your passion. What is a cause or worldly condition that I care deeply about? 2. Skills and knowledge. What are some skills or knowledge I have that could be useful to this cause? 3. Application and usage. How could I apply my skills or knowledge to make a difference? 4. The first step. What's the first step I can take to begin to make a contribution? 1. Choose your passion, the cause. Choosing a cause that has deep significance for you is the first vital step to making a contribution. This is the first step in leaving a legacy where you psychologically begin to move from success to significance, from making money to making meaning. A great starting point is to begin with your own family or friends. Is there an illness or a condition in your own family that has an aligned charity you can get involved with? My dad had Alzheimer's disease. He was a big physical bloke who had survived the jungles of New Guinea in World War II on the Kokoda Trail and to see him slowly deteriorate over the years broke all of our hearts. But mum never stopped caring for him. It was what Mace and Rabins called the 36-hour day, the title of their book on caring for people with Alzheimer's disease and related dementias. She also realised that it was not just those suffering from this terrible disease that needed support, it was also the carers. She knew that many in the community didn't understand this dreaded form of dementia, and so she set about getting the message out to the community by having carers of dementia patients tell their stories to Lions, Rotary and Probus groups. It was amazingly successful, and Mum and others established the Speakers Bureau within the support body Alzheimer's Australia, now called Dementia Australia. But many of the speakers were often elderly people who had never given a speech or presentation in their lives and felt uncomfortable doing so. So what did we do? At the time, I was teaching presentation skills. There you go. We constructed a presentation workshop for carers. We taught them structure and platform techniques that still gave them the freedom to tell their unique stories in their own unique ways. We didn't simply help create this magnificent army of speakers out there in the community. During those workshops, we listened to each other's stories. Our collective sadness washed over us, and we gained strength in numbers, hope and conviction we could have never produced had we kept on just doing our own individual things. I'm sure that Speakers Bureau helped more than just get the word out there. It gave those carers a purpose beyond just being carers. In 2000, for recognition of her contribution to Alzheimer's Australia, amongst other community groups, Mum was asked to carry the Olympic torch up Fuller's Bridge in Northride, Sydney, Australia. She was such a tiny little thing that the torch was almost as big as her, but her heart was bigger than the Farlaps, one of Australia's best-known racehorses. My brother and I were so proud. I can remember tears pouring down our cheeks as we celebrated the torch of humanity she held in her tiny hand. Her legacy lived on, and in fact, up until her final months, Mum was still on the helpline as a volunteer. It was her way of honouring Dad and giving back at the same time. Mum used to say, get up, get out, and get going. Choose a cause you care deeply about and give of your skills, knowledge, and heart. 2. Consider your skills and knowledge. 
Once you choose your cause, the next step is to list all the skills you can offer. This can be your technical, functional skills and knowledge like IT, HR, legal advice, building, electrical work, or marketing. It can also be soft skills such as training, speaking, and presenting, your network of contacts, advocating, fundraising, coaching, and facilitating. Three, application and usage. Then do a little ring around. Go to the charity's website or set up a time to talk to someone about volunteering your services. As outlined, go with a specific set of skills that you can offer. Our daughter Ruby was sick for many years, and although we had never been directly involved with the Starlight Foundation, I saw firsthand in the hospitals the amazing part they played in the kids' emotional and well-being and healing. Their mission grabbed me, brightening the lives of seriously ill children and their families. I had a cause that I connected with. I knew I had the skills in training, coaching and facilitation. I rang the People and Culture Director, Susan Henry, to offer my services. We then agreed on a leadership program where I could support them. This was the first step we took together. I'm proud to say we are still able to offer our pro bono leadership development services to Starlight in the form of facilitation and coaching. I selfishly know this work has given me more joy, happiness and meaning than I'll ever be able to contribute back to Starlight. 4. The first step. Once you have all this information, discipline yourself to take the first step. It's usually giving someone a call, organising an initial discussion or going to their website. It could be participating in a fundraiser such as Starlight Day. Starlight's National Fundraising Day, but do something, get going, build momentum because a little bit of something is better than a lot of nothing. I can assure you that the satisfaction you'll get from doing good in the world will be one of the best feelings you'll ever experience. Time for reflection. There are so many ways you can become involved in charity for purpose or community associations. Notice I didn't say not-for-profits. As I've outlined, how you do it will depend on your skills, your passions, your background, and how you can contribute. But I've discovered a pattern about myself and community work that just might help you in your search and decisions about how to be involved. I love using my training background to do pro bono leadership development services for various charities. Although I get a buzz out of this, it's often me doing it on my own. It can often be the same if you join a charity board. You get together with great people who want to make a great difference. Yet I've found what often happens is certain opportunities present themselves and then we individually see how we can help. For example, an evening may be coming up in which you are going to have an auction. We all commit to approaching our contacts and getting auction prizes for the evening. Yet mostly this is us doing things individually and not as a team. We occasionally integrate as a team and then we disperse back into our day jobs or doing our individual bits for the group cause. That's a work group, not a team. As important as this is, and as connected to your charity's mission as it could be, it can still be a team of great individuals, not a great team. Personally, I found I give the most and get the most when working over a period of time with others to achieve a particular outcome be it putting on a charity golf day, organising a gala ball, or selling merchandise with a team on the charity's special day. Our time as leaders is limited. To me, 
it makes sense to maximize the impact of this time by collaborating with others on specific events or outcomes. A new piece of medical equipment, organizing the singing of carols, and putting on a show at a local aged care village. Do something that has an endpoint, something where you can look back and say, we did that. We made a difference. Rather than focusing on many possibilities, and believe me, you'll find this with charity work, work together on the one thing and make it brilliant, the big bets. Then move on to the next thing, and so on. You'll be amazed at not only the impact you'll have, but also the personal satisfaction and meaning you'll get when you clearly see a line of sight between your efforts and your outcome. Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. Margaret Mead Week 7, Small Tweak 7 Follow the four steps outline and do them now. No excuses, no ifs, no buts. You can make a difference to our world. We need you and your skills. The time really is now. Your success in business will never, ever eclipse the joy, the sense of contribution, the meaning you will get from leading in your community. More than ever, this will be your greatest legacy, the true legacy of leaders for life.